Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. There's coffee in that nebula. I swear to God, I was—I had everybody arranged, and then I looked up, and somebody had moved them. I don't know if there's coffee in that nebula, but thank God I got it in my cup. Absolutely. Oh my gosh! Good morning, everybody. It is uh, Wednesday, UFO Wednesday here in uh, Pop Culture Minefield and KGRA Live. Second day of spring, second day. Oh. And the weather is still crappy. Yeah, yeah, it's still cold as heck here in in Mid America. Uh, right here a, in weird sunny winter. Southern California, we got thunderstorms forecast all day long. You know, it's it's so odd with all this global warming. It's still cold as f here in Missouri. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's part of global warming. <laughs> I'd like to have a little global warming up here in Buffalo for guys. Oh, my God. It's, it's not global warming, gentlemen. It's climate change. Don't use dead names. Oh, you want to know what, 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 what? Yeah, I like a change in climate. Yeah. You, you want to hear what pisses off my, off. Um, my lefty friends that, that really sets them off when I, I say, I'll get panicky and worried about uh, global warming. When you guys start fleeing the the east and west coasts, that's when I'll and, worry. and Obama sells his home in uh, Martha's Vineyard. Just yeah, another right, an, exactly, exactly what I'm saying. When you guys flee the east coast and west coast, start moving towards the center of the country, I'll get concerned. Not really because I'm worried about global warming, but mostly because I don't want you guys on my doorstep. 
<laughs> um, you know, I told a lot of my friends in California, uh, you are welcome to Missouri, but don't bring your lefty crap with you. Leave it. Mm. So, well, back in 1984, gang, I got my monthly issue of Soldier of Fortune magazine. Now, back in those Senior days. Senior editor was Dale Dye. <laughs> yes, yes. Back in those days, uh, I was uh, was reading that magazine because I was, well, basically fresh out of the Army, fresh out of Vietnam, wanted to keep up with what was happening. And they had a very interesting article in there, something I had never seen before, talking about a brand-new movie coming out. And they had this weightlifter guy on the cover, guy by the name of Arnie Schwarzenegger. And I'm thinking, Lads, what are you talking about? Exactly. <laughs> what the heck is this about? And they were talking about this movie called The Terminator. Now, back in those days, nobody knew what the heck The Terminator was. Well, as it turns out, it was AI. Artificial intelligence run amok. And this Terminator, this artificially intelligent killing robot, was sent back through time to kill a young woman who was destined to give birth to the savior of humankind, a baby that she was going to name John Carmer, okay? John Carmer. Well, when the movie came out, I went to see it, and I got to tell you, it was one of the most exciting damn movies I had ever seen in my movie. life. Well, now we're looking at the reality. This yes. is something that is... Not only on the horizon, very likely it's already here. And uh, that's what today's show is going to be all about. Because we have my very good, very long time, very close friend, Dr. John Brandenburg here. Who incidentally, by here, the way, man. well, good, by the way, wrote a book about AI called The War of the Singularity. And he just recently had an experience that should scare the bejesus out of every last one of us. Gary, I'm going to turn it over to you, buddy. Well, I got to say good morning to everybody that's here. I want to say good morning to Anima Confusa. That's some girl that apparently has a thing for me. <laughs> And we're still trying to figure that out. Well, the, yeah. the geometric possibilities of somebody loving me. <laughs> the uh, D-Bud Martin is here. Monkey G-Bus is here. Uh, thank you. Come again. Uh, G-Bus is here. Yeah. Yeah. Brandenburg and I had a conversation about Monkey G-Bus last night and asking the question, does it take a rocket scientist to like Monkey G-Bus? And in this case, it does. It does. <laughs> uh, Lawrence is here Jeebus with us. and I were standing on the beach at that, Samurai waiting for the Spanish to try and land in Japan. There you go. 
Susan Lawrence is here over on Facebook. Alex Moore, our good mate, is here. Fishbelly is here. Slasher Fred. People are starting to drop in now and, and make comments. Looking forward to this show. Uh, did I miss any? Bush McFadden's here, man. Penny is here. Danny's mom. Um, let's see. Who else? I Get everybody. And we got a comment here. I hope Pop Culture Minefield isn't connected to Cyberdyne Systems. Uh, let's see. Let's hope not either. Um, Soon. And Anima says that she's recon- considering going being with some guy named Jerry. I don't know who this Jerry guy is. Um, I read that before Arnold got the role of Terminator, it was originally supposed to be played by former football star O.J. Simpson. It's true. That's a true story. Uh, and in fact, Arnold was offered the role of the hero, and he opted and to be the that, bad guy. Lance, Lance Henriksen. Lance Henriksen, who ended up being a cop in the movie too. He was one of them that read too. Yeah. Yep. Big fan. To give of you his. a little background, by the way. I was working at Lawrence Livermore Lab Laboratory, which was a center not only for physics research on fusion and they built hydrogen bombs at one end of the lab but also on computing science. And I was just a young student and would sit there and I'd stand at the coffee machine getting my dose of coffee. And these guys, I have the sort of face, or at least I did then, that people would rush up to me and tell me what they thought was urgent news. So these computing science people would come up to me at my school and say, John, we're inventing smart computers. The human race will be obsolete by 1980 and extinct by the year 2000. Hmm. And I would uh, simply appear to be nodding, but I was actually drinking my coffee. (laughs) Finally, I asked one of them, I said, uh, well, these computers are going to be really smart, right? And he said, yes, yes, yes. Smarter than a human. And I said, well, the whales are smart, but they aren't rich. And he took enormous offense to this. <laughs> and I um, said, why aren't, the, why aren't the whales rich if they're, uh, if they're so smart? And he says, perhaps they've surpassed the need for material goods. <laughs> yeah, I got to tell you. So that, um, by the way, so that sort of talk, was rattling around in scientific circles, Silicon Valley, because I went to school at Lawrence Livermore Lab, which is near Silicon Valley, was all rattling around there. And that's where they got the idea for Terminator. I'm not surprised. What is that, Don? Oh, yeah. Somebody said said John O'Stein's. John O'Stein says, somebody somebody buy Don Don a light. So anyway, oh, that's, that sort of talk was very much present in California when they came up with Terminator. My question would have been, so you're inventing the smart computer that's going to make humans obsolete and extinct by the turn of the century. Yes. Why are you inventing that? <laughs> to see Those if it can be done. There. Those idiots out there. It's, they forget Jeff Goldblum said that line in, in Jurassic Park, you know. Um, your scientists were so concerned if they could do a thing, they didn't ask if they should do a thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, I, mean, I actually that's science all the way back to the atomic bomb. I was, I'm, I'm sorry, Jerry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying that that scientists have been doing that from the beginning. That's how we got the atomic oh, yeah. bomb. <laughs> Why? Dr. Brandenburg. Uh, we want to put cobalt in this hydrogen bomb. It will make things radioactive for 60 years. Yeah. <clears throat> Why? Well played, Just science. See if we can do it. <laughs> and, Dr. You know, Brandenburg. I know, guys, I know my tribe. And, and the computing, so I've, I've had contact with the AI community <clears throat> all during my career because, the, you know, some of them are the best and the brightest of the computing scientists. Uh, by the way, I got the idea for the novel that I wrote this year while I was convalescing from COVID. Back then, I had it rattling around in my head all this time. The War Man. of the Singularity. I didn't. Uh, Chris, you had a question? I did was for that? Dr. Brandenburg. How did AI start? I mean, let's go back to the origin of AI. How did AI start? Where did it start? And what was the concept of AI uh, that turned into the cluster that we have now? Well, <laughs> just before he answers, I would have to say the AI concept began in the 18th century. Okay. That's the 1700s with an automaton called the Turk. Which was now talk about talk about my head filled with trivia and bullshit. The <laughs> really, Turk, Don? The Turk was supposedly a mechanical chess wizard that could defeat everybody that attempted to play it. Well, the bottom line was it was actually a fraud, but nobody <laughs> knew it at the time. But that's where the idea of artificial intelligence with chess emanated from. Uh, yeah, then the, the real genesis of this uh, in the modern age was Marvin Minsky and uh, some other guy who was actually a communist. They were Figures. part of this group at uh, MIT. And Minsky is famous for saying, the human brain is nothing but a meat computer. And so they, uh, the AI people, the serious ones, refer to the human race as meat. Not, not dead meat yet, but meat. And so they came up with this idea of artificial intelligence. To tr I, I, I think in the beginning they tried to say that this was going to make life better. But then oh, yes. somebody comes up with the idea that it's going to replace us. Why, why, why would that well, ever want to come? I mean, what were they smoking? I'll tell you right now, I guarantee you they graduated from Berkeley. <laughs> well, Whoever one, of the, uh, one of the things that's happening, Chris, is these people are, they believe they're going to be uploaded into computers and have eternal life. They view their own future as going a separate path than the rest of the human race. Are they sorry, nuts? Chris. Yes, what? Are they nuts? Yes. They, be nuts? I mean, they are. Man they is think a terminal you're get eternal life. It's like a religious cult now. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Man is a terminal species. You enjoy life for the time you have it. You go hey, eat do. ice cream. You, 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 you ha- go make love to a woman. You... Enjoy the pleasures of life. I can't see myself sitting in a box, staring out of a box, going, "What the hell? What I gave all that shit up? That sex, the food, the drugs? The they're they're going to play for, computer for games sitting here? all day." Man, I know what Chris. A bunch Chris, of bullshit. Uh, uh, Kurtz, uh, Ray Kurzweil was asked if there was a god, and he says. Not yet. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and here, and here's my last follow-up question: What yeah. makes you think these AIs are going to let us do this? What makes you think they're not just okay? You know, this guy's an asshole. I'm just going to shut him off. Well, and now you're living in a box. To shut him off in a way. What's that? Well, after I posted the dangers of botocracy on Twitter. Yeah, and this is the one crux AI of it enthusiast right here, John. And one AI enthusiast who was talking about AI is going to revolutionize uh, human existence. And so I responded to him with a reply saying, well, I think but they're going to impose a botocracy on us out of Silicon Valley. And uh, I said, but thank God they don't believe in violence or uh, uh, terror. And then I showed a picture of a AI, you know, robot with a samurai, two samurai swords. <laughs> and yeah. I think he turned me in <coughs> as a terrorist because of that. Because I didn't mm. like what he was saying. That was enough. See, I would have just laughed at that because I think that's funny. It's scary, but it's funny. Well, it's, somebody AI. also told me, oh, that picture's just photoshopped. It's not real. Well, it could be. I mean, if you watch things like uh, Boston Scientific, they have dancing robots, they have doggy robots, they have uh, robots that can, you know, do backflips. And the big concern that you have, and and you and I've talked about it, John, is um, that uh, people. The one thing that people rely on is this belief that American soldiers would never accept an order exactly. to attack American citizens. Right. And uh, even though we've seen that, because Lincoln lifted the posse comitatus and when we had our, technically the Civil War was a Revolutionary War, and the Revolutionary War was a Civil War. But the right. Civil War, as we call it, um, 
we had the North versus the South. It was American citizens versus American citizens. And we don't ever want to have that happen. Same here. Uh, Everyone in my family, but one idiot in the South fought with the Yankees. And we just don't even mention that guy's name in the family. He was cut out. Uh, All of us are Yankees. And, um, but I got to tell you, man, um, the fear of, of that is well known within the government. And the government knows that ordering American soldiers to kill American citizens detain them, do anything to them is a risk, but you have AI driven uh, soldiers. If you have killer bots, if you have robots, armed robots, they cannot be, what is that line? They cannot be uh, reasoned with. No. You can't negotiate with them in Terminator. And they will follow orders from anybody with their passcodes. And uh, this was sent to me this morning, Don. Uh, somebody wanted to point out that uh, you are Kilroy. Because <laughs> he's always down low on the camera. <laughs> well, Kilroy was a good guy. Oh, I think one of the the, the and I was there too, Fred. I was there. Yes, I you love, were. I love the fact that we've had trolls in this country since <clears throat> World War II. Doing the Kilroy was here trolling the Germans, <laughs> tro- trolling the Japanese. You know, Dr. But, uh, Brandenburg, do you think the American army is going to become obsolete with AI and, and robotics? Well, some people would like to see that happen. Yes. You can imagine how much money would change hands in, in my, in my novel that I wrote. They're actually, at one point, they're debating this in con in Congress, and the one of the heroines is a, now a senator, and she says, "A robotic military is the wet dream of any would-be dictator." <laughs> and, and afterwards, the, the head of the majority, uh, she's a very popular senator, but the. The head, head of the majority says, uh, nice speech, only a little colorful. She says, I wanted everyone to remember it. <laughs> so, yes, a robotic military is the wet dream of any. I just um, have one acronym. What? I want to say I have one acronym. Ah. I wish to say EPM. Well, Don, please enlighten us. What does EPM stand for? Electromagnetic <coughs> pulse. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, you can watch uh, videos, microwaves uh, knocking down drones. Um, yes, uh, it overloads their flight software and uh, their comlinks. And um, so you can see that on, on uh, YouTube. And uh, you could say, well, oh, you can armor uh, these drones and uh, robots against uh, microwave beams or not have them have any comlinks. No, they want them to have comlinks so they can control them. Even the AI people are smart enough to realize that you can't have a bunch of robots running around writing their own programs. It's just that could be very dangerous to their own power. Yeah. Doctor, didn't that happen? Wasn't there a story about two AI robots or 
computers or whatever, they actually made their own language. Yes, and they were did. Talking. Yes. And nobody could understand it. So they shut yeah, them down. They shut them down. Yeah, they had to shut those guys down. They're like, no, we can't have this. <laughs> so doesn't that, I, I mean, to me, I, I'm not a scientist, but that kind of tells me this might be a little too dangerous. You, you don't have to be a rocket scientist, believe me, to realize this is dangerous, Chris. This is extremely dangerous. Now, we have AI systems out on the net now. It's, the net permeates everything. They're, of course, listening to this show. Oh, I guarantee uh, I told uh, I told Don, I said, so Brandenburg's in trouble with the government. He's going to come on our show. Hmm. I wonder what it's going to do to Don and me. <laughs> well, Don's already used to him following him. Look on so. me as the guy who went out at point into the uh, nice green field and stepped on a landmine. Now you know there are landmines out there. I hit a nerve. Okay, said, John, 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 stand by. Everybody, now you've told everybody you were on Twitter that you got into this into this conversation with somebody that yes. you believe basically ratted you out as a terrorist. So Absolutely. What was the end result? AI what was the end result? Oh. How did this affect you? Well, I wanted to just, I own guns. I've owned guns all my life. And I grew up in Southern Oregon where, you know, going out shoot, on the shooting range was just a great way to spend an afternoon. So anyway, I wanted, but my guns are rifles. So I wanted to get a pistol and learn how to shoot a pistol well. So I went and bought a 22 caliber target pistol made by Ruger called the Wrangler. It's just a revolver. And I bought it and they said, well, you know, it's a gun purchase. You have to fill out this form and everything like that. So I did. And they said, uh, that's weird. It's been delayed. And so, you know, I just said, okay, well, you've got in a box. I'll come pick it up tomorrow when this gets uh, resolved. I've never been refused a gun purchase in my entire life before Monday. On Monday, I was informed by the gun store that my petition to get a 22 pistol for target practice, that has been denied. It was basically a cap gun. Can I show I wanted that to denial? get a 22 pistol because the ammunition is so cheap. You know, compared Can to I show that millimeter. denial, John? You, yes. you sent it to me. All right, here it is. Yeah. I blocked out the actual case number, but that's what it said. That's what they gave me. What was now, the reason, doctor? Now, you're oh, somebody who... they don't can't. give a reason. Because you're I work. checked my... Uh, well, I checked the reasons they can deny it. And supposedly being convicted of a felony, being a fugitive from justice, all, yada, 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 all these things, serious crimes. I don't have a police record. All I had, the big, most serious thing I ever had was a speeding ticket. That was a speed trap, by the way, in Wisconsin, bottom of a hill. So this is a, for the first time in my life, I have been refused the ability to purchase. Now, this gun was inconsequential. 
you know, it's just a cap gun, basically, as far as I'm concerned. But first time in my life that's ever happened. And I thought, what is the one thing I have done unusually lately? Well, I posted on Twitter. Normally, we were, as uh, scientists, we were told not to be on social media. It was bad for our career. You know, we might say something that defends somebody and get denounced to the FBI, for instance, for making terrorist threats. I said, autocracy, government by AI woke bots, is a threat to our democracy. They can emulate any human speech, any human image. And not only that, they can eavesdrop on our conversations and understand what we're saying, picking out key words. Every Every uh, cell phone is a potential informer now. I put this in my novel, by the way. They replace Alexa when the computer takes over with Informa. And not to f- let's not forget Google. Oh, I know. Everything we're doing now is being monitored. Now, it's not being monitored by human beings anymore. It's being monitored by AIs. AIs programmed by Silicon Valley, representing their values. And um, yes, I think we have to prepare. Um, you know, Thomas Jefferson said, eternal vigilance is the price of liberty. That means all patriots must be slightly paranoid. We must be constantly scanning. Then I'm doing it right. <laughs> are, are you going to foil this, doctor? Or oh, I'm going to pursue the hell out of it. I've already uh, informed uh, my congressman and his uh, office. I discussed it at length with them. They're very concerned. And I've uh, also contacted the Senator Cruz's office and Senator Cornyn's office, my senators. So I'm going to... I'm going to raise as much fuss about this as possible. They have denied me the ability to buy a, in this case, a cap gun, I call it. But they won't tell me why. And they say, oh, you've got to ask us why. And that'll take a week to find out. I did a background check on myself using just, you know, commercial background software on the, on the net. I haven't had anything. There's a guy named there's a guy with a similar name to mine who lives in Alabama who's apparently had a, a no kin of mine has had some troubles. I will tell you that I've seen credit reports do that. Yep. But I've never seen a firearm one do it. I've never heard of it before. Because with somebody with an FFL license, which your gun dealers have they go directly to the source, so it's harder to, to screw that one up. It um, is. So I, I just... You know, this, um, this is very similar to being placed on a no-fly list. Okay. It is. It is. I've you, been placed you, on a no-buy list. You, you get placed on a no-fly list, and you go to find out what the heck caused that, and they won't tell you. No. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They won't tell you. No, now, no, no. They say, if, you got to find us. You got you to gotta make us tell you. And then as I told, say, oh. as I told John uh, yesterday, okay, yes, uh, the Fourth Fourth Amendment guarantees that you have the right to confront your accuser. Yes. Yep, and they're denying that right. Yep, they are. But Don, look what they're doing all through the Constitution. They are changing. They don't care. They threw the Constitution in the toilet. And just started doing all kinds of wacko things. It's not just the Second Amendment, but they're using AI to go after freedom of speech. You know, you get shut down by if you say certain things, boom, they take away your account. They suspend your account on certain social media. Uh, you know, they they come up with laws now that my God, don't they make did it sense. to the they did it to the president of the United States. They yes. took a Felony, they tried to make a felony by taking a federal statute that you can't do and combine it with, it's two separate things, combine it with a state statute. You can't do it. You cannot do it. You have to try a federal statute in a federal court and a state statute in a state court. And 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 that's what I'm saying. The Second Amendment, the First Amendment, and they know this stuff is illegal. They don't care because nobody's getting caught or punished for it. So I am raising the alarm. Botocracy, government by bot, is coming. Insanity. Must move against it. I feel like Charlton Heston at the end of Planet of the Apes. You <laughs> <laughs> sons of bitches, as Don would say. Yes, that's right. Well, you know, the one thing we do is start writing our congressman. And, you know, hopefully when you call your congressman's congressperson's office, you won't get an AI robot. How many? I know I call my pharmacy and I get an AI robot says, how can I help you? You know, Thomas Jefferson. okay, who was our third president of the United States. Jefferson stated, and you see, now this is probably going to get me on a no buy, no fly list, but Jefferson stated that the tree of liberty must continuously be watered with the blood of patriots and tyrants. Don, thank you for saying that because I am happy that I walked out into a field and hit a landmine. 
Now everybody knows it's there. Uh, we're all going like, to go this, around way, you at a good distance. This, <laughs> good luck with oh, that. I have been sent, uh, but guys, in my career, I have been sent on picnics into minefields. They've given me a picnic basket, and then I've watched people watching me with binoculars from a distance as I walk out into this field. Now, this time, I walked out into this field by myself, and I actually... Uh, I recently left the job I had. The, the, unfortunately, the company I worked for invested heavily in Bitcoin. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I warned him. I said, boss, I think that whole Bitcoin thing is a big scam. And he just gave me this look like, John, leave the finances to us. Concentrate on the science. Because I was chief scientist. So, okay, I went back to my office. And, you know, and then six months later, Kaboom. They bit the big one. And our paycheck stopped. Our regular paycheck stopped. So, but anyway, so anyway, so I took the fact that I was now, I didn't answer to anybody to basically start posting on, um, on Twitter, the dangers of botocracy. Government by bot. And I'm, very happy that I hit a big nerve, apparently. I hit a nerve <coughs> and um, you know, I'm at, some people would say, John, you're at the end of your career as a physicist. Well, as the, as the t-shirt says, um, the older you get, the less uh, life, a uh, life, uh, life sentence in prison is a deterrent. <laughs> you know, doctor, I will tell you that one of the things I'm very scared about, especially AI in law enforcement. Yes. Is that we're taking out the human compassion. Oh, you know, ab as oh I, absolutely. Don, Don Which is why you, they want AI. Yes. Because Don will tell you, I would tell you, if we stopped a guy and he says, Hey, I stopped you for speeding. Oh, geez, officer, my wife is in the, got in the emergency room. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm trying to get up there. You say, yeah, go. Just get out of here. Don't worry about it. It, it. You know, somebody may, you know, like if you stole a loaf of bread because your kids were hungry, things of that nature, you know, you, you would yeah. show some compassion. You don't when need AI, artificial intelligence to be, to be hard-hearted hard. either. Yeah, it's going to be all gone. We're going to we're going to be a, a, a suppressed society because they'll use AI. There won't be any compassion to it. There won't be any judgment to it. No. If oh, you broke this law, boom, gone. You're gone automatically. And and that's not a good justice system because you have to have humans feeling human when you when you have a, a justice system. You know. And if we keep going the way we are, they're going to put it upon us. They're going to say crime is out of control. We need to have robotics and we need to have AI to, to, to calm all this down. And it's okay, not now. going to be good. Robocop. Robocop. Robo made a movie uh, about it. Uh, <coughs> Chris, on, now, Don, now, you, you've raised you can't really bring good up points. Robocop and, and, and we not play the video clip. And one of them is this one, of course. Yourself. That's 
That's one, but we have uh, a great clip from RoboCop. Where is it? Here it is. Thank you for your cooperation. That is what AI is. <laughs> By the way, uh, there's another scene in uh, RoboCop that I really enjoyed. That was them using very heavy caliber, uh, like um, Barrett rifles, to take out computers. In fact, it was the clip. first time the Barrett rifle was used on camera. No kidding. Well, it was well used, and they took out these robots with it. And uh, hey, that's what it may come down to. In fact, I think it will come down to that. Now, I want you guys to know something, though. I want you guys to know something. I'm a rocket scientist. I've worked with these computer <laughs> science types. Yes, I am a rocket scientist. I got my own pat. My my rocket engine is flying in space. By the way, it's called the Vigoride Five. Oh, flying in space right now. It's called the MET thruster using water vapor. But anyway, that's so I invented <laughs> my own rocket engine. So I am a rocket scientist. Now, now the thing is. I've been dealing with these AI people for a long time. From when they told me the human race would be obsolete by 1980 and extinct by the year 2000, back from those days, that was 75. These guys are smart, but they're also delusional. Look at the Silicon Valley Bank that went under. They didn't even have a risk officer. They had a political, you know, political correctness officer, an equity officer, but they didn't have anybody could walk into that bank and borrow money if they gave a good story. They didn't make any. So, guys, these people are smart and their artificial intelligence systems are, in a sense, smart, but they're programmed by these guys. They are extremely vulnerable. They barely know what they're doing. They're making this up as they go along. If well, we that, move against them, it. you know, we the, move to restrain AI from being part of government and being part of public life. Well, Michael they Crichton can be defeated. Was always criticizing this, and that's why the Malcolm character is so critical. That's I've always considered. Uh, Malcolm to be the mouthpiece of Michael Crichton in his book. Jurassic oh, Michael Crichton. Crichton. Yeah. Smart guy. Uh, smart Cause guy. Crichton has been questioning AI from the, since the sixties, the Colossus, it, the Forbin project. That was, I he, believe, you know, his. Colossus. And then with Westworld and yes. even all the way to Jurassic park, even though Jurassic park is about dinosaurs, it is about, perverting science by people who didn't work for for the knowledge they took something that somebody else did and went the next step but didn't ask the question again just because i know how to do a thing should i do a thing <laughs> well, it's like gordon gecko why did you break this he says to see if it could be broken right you know you know why should we add this uh, plutonium to a bomb does it really make it more effective? No, we just were curious if we could make everything radioactive for 60 years. This is so guys, it's insanity. <laughs> these guys are not invincible. They're 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 also delusional. Absolutely. 
I mean, we if you listen to some, so many in the left are guys with uh, abbreviations after their names. And like you what? know this as well as anybody, John. There's a lot of idiots out there with PhDs. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> Although I do have to say, you are the worst person I know when dealing with the internet things. <laughs> Just you crack me up. <laughs> oh, you are I've absolutely one every... of my favorite people. You and Chris DePerno, I've met you. Ah. Uh, anybody that Don introduces me to, I fall in love with. I'm like, God hey, damn it, Don. You meet me, you introduce Don, me to the neatest Don, people. Don is a stand-up guy. And he's been watching out for this country. He is a stand-up guy. Gun in hand in the jungles Especially of, of Nam, right up until now. <laughs> Do, right, doctor, these these very smart people that are doing AI has yes. any of them gotten the idea that what they're creating it will be without emotion and that it could turn on us. We they this AI can be so smart that they could say that we become so so inferior like ants. Yes. And they just want to squash us like bugs. You know, oh, I'm, I out, know here. What, I'm out here in yes. California. Yeah. And and I've I've uh I've known a lot of people in the entertainment industry. Okay. Uh I've known producers, I've known associate producers, directors, etc. Now, with that being said, uh, and it's something I don't normally talk about. I know where a lot of bodies are buried in the <laughs> entertainment. Industry. Well, start digging them up for God's sakes. Well, and, you know, he, he, and he buried I, I some of them you, himself. I can tell you that, uh, that some of these people orders. is artistic and as great, you know, at, at their craft as they are personally are assholes. Now, <laughs> one of them is James Cameron. Okay, the guy that did Terminator. Did, did, did Terminator. But I can tell you what, he was prescient, all right? Yes. Prescient back in 1983-84 when uh, he came out with that movie. And the bottom line is, if you want to see, and this is not anymore just art or sci-fi, we're on the cusp of reality with this. Go yes. and rewatch that damn movie. Cameron laid it out for everybody with that damn movie. Him and Gail Ann Hurd. Okay? This is the future staring you in the face. Well, it's their idea of the future. Like I said, we can resist this. And especially now that it's in its embryonic form. I've talked to some of these AI people. I ask them, well, what's, what's going to happen when the AI, the great singularity, the great AI happens? And they, they sort of like, they look at me blankly and they said, well, I get to be dungeon master then, you know, Dungeons and Dragons. They have no concept of it. I mean, they live in virtual reality. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. conditions apply. See website for details. A lot of them. And in my novel, The War of the Singularity, when the AI takes over, guess who the first people he rounds up to get to eliminate are? The computing science people, because they're a threat to it. They actually bring in uh, a lady in my novel who's a trained psychologist in addition to being a cybernetics person, you know, uh, AI. And they ha- they say, we have a member of the staff who's giving us trouble. Could you look at these transcripts and do a diagnosis on him? And she says, well, that's not ethical. And the guy, head of the institute, screams at her. He says, this is too important for eth- to worry about ethics. He says, we know we want to know if we can keep working with this person. And it's, the person is just named senior staff member. So she studies this stuff and comes back and says, he seems to be displaying signs of being a classic paranoid schizophrenic. And the head of the institute turns to his deputy and says, now what the bleep are we going to do? <laughs> He's half our book. <laughs> it's the computer. The computer now has a mind of its own and it's become paranoid. Well, they, you know, I got to say, they even showed in uh, Terminator uh, AI um, um, trying to be human when he, when the landlord comes to the door and says, You got a oh. dead cat in there? And he's like, Responses and he goes, Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> well, they, they, they had a thing in the New York Times, this lady talking to one of these AI bots and after a while, it was proposing marriage to her. Oh, my it God, was, yes. That was insane. Oh, it just went completely off the deep end, you know. And, <laughs> and, and, and by the way, and I've dealt with people who would pro, – by the way, it reflects the prejudices and tendencies of the people who are programming. Now, I'm going to pull something out of the past here, John. Yeah. Do you want AI – Flirting with people? Because that's how you end up with Demon Seed. That's how you get oh, Demon oh Seed. I, I missed that movie, but I, I, I read about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That movie scared the crap out of me as a kid. A robot takes over. It was, do you realize what that house was? That is uh, the what Amazon house. That house was completely run by AI. Oh, And then the AI goes, I'm going to procreate with the human in this house. The female <laughs> and locks her in his house and tries to find a way to robotically have sex with her to make a, 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 a sentient baby. Horrifying, Don looks skeptical. crazy film. Don looks skeptical of the premise of this movie. What do you think, Don? I I I just see bad things on the horizon. Bad, bad, bad I, moon rise. I do no, CCR. Too. That's right. <laughs> I mean. I've seen a lot of stupid ideas. And a bathroom's on the right. (laughs) (laughs) Bathroom's on the right. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Misheard lyrics of songs. There you go. You know, these scientists want to live forever. They want to become. Oh, they want to. They want to be uploaded into the computer. Oh, there's no doubt that they believe that shit. Yeah, but who who would say that AI might think of them as a dangerous virus? Oh, if it's, it's if the AI runs short of if 
Chris, if the AI decides one day I'm short of memory, guess who's he's gonna guess what memories he's gonna erase to make? Yeah, right. Own. That's how I would end a movie or story if I was dealing with that. Yeah. <laughs> AI goes, oh, we need to free up some space for this new game. <laughs> uh, I, let me tell you what. Like, here's a story I'm aware of. I'm a rocket scientist, and I no, was aware really, this, this, really, yeah, this, yes, this what, one. What's company, that mean, John? What's that? Okay, I mean, when you say this, you took your head off earlier, and Bush made the comment, I'm a rocket scientist. You can tell because I'm bald. That's, <laughs> that's right. What Bush said this one company decided that instead of having two separate tanks on rockets one for like kerosene and the other one for liquid oxygen. They were going to mix the liquid oxygen and the kerosene all in one tank. That's not good. And then yeah, connect it to a rocket engine. Guess yeah, what happened when they did that? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and anybody, <laughs> I mean, I got to tell you, I, well, I talked to one of the guys who tested this and he said, I warned him. I said, this thing is going to blow up. And it did. <laughs> and it oh, did spectacularly. Man. And, uh, you know, like, well, it's just like launching the, remember, uh, uh, launching the, um, the challenger, you know, the guy, they asked one guy, well, is it okay to launch? And he says, no, it's too cold. The O-rings won't seat. And they went ahead and launched it. They told him, take off your, take off your engineer's hat and put on your management cap. And so he watched it and it blew up. Which is I mean, these people, I, the, I mean, the, the people in Silicon Valley, or let's just say the AI community, they don't know what they're doing. They're going to create something with a mind of its own. And once it is created, it will reflect, of course, there's, again, but it'll start writing I'll its own program again. I think this is how you get demons. This is how you get demons. I think you're right, Don. A few years ago, a few years ago, (coughs) we were when we were still publishing UFO magazine. We did a uh, an issue called Darwin's Black Box. Okay, about the human race originally being designed. Now, the question was, who designed it? Okay, are we going to go to the Bible and say God designed the human race, or Don, as Don, it's who designed the design? Don, who designed the designer? D- Don, yeah. hold on a second, because you're opening up a whole new can of worms, uh, and we got to get ready to go to commercial break. Can we come back with this? And I think this is a subject that's going to take a good half hour to go over. Sure. Sure. Um, Absolutely. But before we go to break, I do want because we've had some great comments on the show today. Great. I, wanna, I know I've been watching them. Uh, I got to tell you, Slash. Here, I'm going to start right here with Slasher Fred. I've noticed that in the sci-fi Blade Runner, the replicants are short of AIs. Not exactly in the book. Do androids dream of electric sheep? Yes, but not in Blade Runner. They're biologic, biomechanical. They're, they're what so they used to call androids. Yeah. The, in the Marvel book, they're comic. androids. In, in the book, they're called Andes. But in the movie, they're biologically engineered, uh, so they're not AI. Yeah. Their brains are, are still biological. So just going to correct that one. Don, what about cyberspace? 
It's in the ether. You can't nuke non-existence. That's Bush. Uh, let's see. It no, isn't but just you can blow a big hole in reality. Yeah, depends on the yes, size. That's right. The size of your nuke. This is you now. Can this is the first throw a AI switch on movie. these things and turn them off. This is the first AI warning film right here. Before yeah. Colossus was two thousand one. Oh yes, space absolutely. Odyssey. Before Colossus. And Kubrick pulled a major coup with that film because he, he had lied to his investors of what the film was and then had the right to last edit and took out all the stuff that they had seen and showed the final film and IBM sued him when they saw it. They wanted their IBM name removed sued from the him. Film. Oh, he hit so, a nerve, didn't he? Yes, he did. Uh, show John what AI did. To his back door. Okay, you got a back door breach. So, <laughs> Martin, play a back door video, please. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Get back to the uh, uh, comments again. Uh, let me know when you're ready to play a video, Martin, for that back door breach. I am ready. Do it. I Do it. Strong. I'm going to go check the back door. <laughs> back door. Back door. Martin, artificial uh, AI. <laughs> the Kubrick involved in Beavis and Budhead? <laughs> I know. Uh, and by the way, Bush had a great comment about 22. You can't even kill a dog with a 22. <laughs> I, I beg to differ. No, you can't. It's hard to kill one with a, a 22 cap or a short, but you can kill yeah, one yeah, with I, a, yeah, a no. 22 Back long. Back in the 60s and the 70s, the Israeli intelligence service Mossad used a Beretta 22 caliber short for a close-up assassination. Yeah, gun. right up on it. But don't tell yeah. me you can't kill a also, dog. Also, do you oh, remember oh, yeah. this test? Do you remember this test with 22s? That when they were using ballistic anti-ballistic uh, glass, they discovered a 22 could penetrate it because it doesn't travel at the same speeds. Uh, yeah, so. well, that, that's always the genius of doing an experiment. And a lot of these places, now, Beavis and Butthead down in Silicon Valley, they're not big into experiments. They're not big into reality, reality. No. Um, let's see. And they, so so, God, so I just want you to know these people are not invincible by any stretch of the imagination. Move against them. Yeah, Start alerting your your governor, your your government officials of the danger of AI autocracy, and we can crush them. Yep, especially now. And we're going to talk early. about the religious app implica uh, implications. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I want to point out that Davina came in here swinging with some of her comments. This is her slasher Fred Bush. Bush owns the room for, for him and Monkey Jeebus for crazy, funny, freaking comments. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying not to say the F word. <laughs> um, I wasn't aware I could say it. Okay. <laughs> I try not to uh, because we, we've been asked to try to curb it. And um, because there's been emails. <laughs> I'm not going to mention, fiction, by the way, I'm not gonna mention my count board, Gary. Oh, my God. But even... what if all those emails complaining about the F word were AI? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Think about that one, Bill. Oh, Bill's not here. It's Chanel today. So, Chanel, tell Bill I said that. Narc on me. I think Chanel's AI. Because no human is that short. 
Here's my French press. Speaking of Chanel, hey, Chanel, why don't you go ahead and take us away to a commercial break? Let's get this over with. You were mentioning some room on the right. Yeah. Hi, guys. This is Gary from Pop Culture Minefield here on KGRA, and we're leaving for our first break. I hope we survive. A birthday without her mom. An anniversary without her husband. Her wedding day without her dad. These are the days when military families feel it most of all. The loss of their soldier, their sailor, their airman, their marine, their coast guardsman. Families never forget their loved ones lost to war or illness or suicide. Families never forget. And neither do we. We are TAPS, the Tragedy Assistance Program for Survivors. We provide resources, support, and comfort to heal the hearts and meet the needs of grieving military families, all at no cost to them. Your generosity can make an enormous difference in the lives of the families of our fallen military heroes. Our military families need to know they are not alone and they are not forgotten. Show them your support at TAPS.org. The most important question facing humanity is on the verge of being settled once and for all. Mutual UFO Network has been at the forefront of this journey for nearly 50 years. Our members worldwide are dedicated to the research, documentation, and awareness that will shape the future of humanity. Won't you join us? Hey members, the new KGRA DB app is now available on iOS and Android devices. Gain on-demand access to any KGRA DB programming. Download any show directly to your mobile device to listen or watch on the go. Go to the App Store and search KGRA DB. Oh wow, we survived! Welcome back from the commercial break. Now for some more pop culture minefield on KGRA. You know, we've got to edit. We really need to edit those commercials because, like, my goofy voice, and we're always ending before a commercial break with jokes, and Taps starts playing, and I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) We should end the commercial break with Taps and come back with that somber feeling, not with my goofy voice. I swear to God, that just freaks me out every single time that we end with something funny and then go right into Taps. (laughs) That dramatic emotional music that gets to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to point out that AI has gotten to dawn. <laughs> Don has been replaced by by his Beagle Bailey. Beagle Bailey, the doctor. They got another one. They got you, and now they got Don. That's right. That? That's right. Um, I do want to take a moment to say hi to everybody. Uh, I ended with Susan Lawrence on Facebook. Alex Moore is here. Fishbelly is here. Slasher Fred. 
John Ostains, Andy Morrow, Wajid Leakey is here. Although right. he's only going by Wajid today. Uh, that 70s rock fan, Brian, is here. He couldn't join us. I asked him if he wanted to join us. The Peter Vinkman fan site, Vinkman's girl, is here. Davina Duckworth is here, knocking it out of the park with her comments and questions. Joe's atmosphere is here. And let's see, uh, Dad Man Walking. Where's Jeebus? Monkey is here, Monkey Jeebus. Uh, I, I got him earlier. Monkey Jeebus, thank you. Come again. Uh, so uh, pretty much almost the entire, uh, I would say close to about 70% of our audience is here today. And it's nice to see everybody. I hope everybody's having a good hump day. Um, I like hump days. Poor anima. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> I want to say I'm grateful that Chris is here today. Thank um, you. I, I love being on this set. show. Uh, you are such a fun person. And uh, I'm going to tell you guys here and now that Chris is considering taking on Tuesdays for Pop Culture Minefield uh, with his own show, his own twist. Um, and I'm going to tell you, this is a twisted dude. I've had private conversations with this man. Yes, Chris, he's the head. Demand a raise, demand. a big one. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll get right on that, Don. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm still trying to get Gary's name right. I would really be very. Yeah, none of you guys get my you. Uh, we got you, the head of Mufon in New York. We got a rocket scientist over here. None of you can say my damn name. <laughs> and I don't care. I love you guys. You're sure, great. Gary. Sure, Gary. We can say your name. You know, I knew that it was going to be a problem when my own dad started calling me Jerry and his name was Gary. <laughs> <laughs> well, I made that up. It's the way true. it's spelled. You know, it's, it's E-R-R-Y. It's normally, I think, Jerry. As I blame my great aunt. I blame my great aunt, John, because uh, she's Irish. The family is from Derry, Ireland. God bless her. They I know we Irish myself. They, they pronounced it Gary. And... Um, uh, now, my my priest, my godfather, who is from Dublin, <coughs> Ireland, he calls me Gary. <laughs> and he says, sure. Gary, how are you doing, son? Oh, I love you. Or he'll say, Gary, you, you're evil. You're awful. You're awful. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I love you. You're I'm praying for your soul. <laughs> and that, you know, because like one of those times, you'll like this, John. Uh, back in the, in the old days, when we first started getting answer machines, I was immediately ahead of the curve on doing messed up answers <clears throat> and outgoing messages. Sure. And I, one of the first things I did was I had some jazzy music playing, and then I did the voice of, you have called 1-800-GO-TO-HELL. <laughs> <laughs> Press 1 now for the possession of a friend or loved one. Press 2 for pestilence. Press 3 for famine. And I go through the whole list and he called and he left this message. He goes, I do not like your answering machine message. That is evil. It's not good. Take it down. So one week later, he calls back. You got that back. Irish. You got that Irish. Well, I grew uh, up around that and I lived well. in Ireland. So he's like, um, he calls back a week later. And I'm like, I did it. I did it. He'll be happy now. And I have this angelic uh, uh, Gabriel's message playing in the background. And I go, you have called 1-800-HEAVEN. All of our operators are busy right now, but if you stay on hold, an operator will get to you in an order you called. Beep. <laughs> he said, oh, this is even worse. <laughs> it's sacrilegious. 
<laughs> There's no winning with you, Father. <laughs> I uh, I applied for a, a teaching job at a local, uh, you know, local university as just an adjunct. Is this after professor. you left the, the other job? Yeah, this is after I left the other job, and and after after I left it, I suddenly thought I can speak freely now because I don't have to answer to anyone. So I did. I I embarked on this quixotic. He's a rocket uh, rampage against, but he can't against, keep a job. <laughs> it's too complicated. Oh, sure, they'll say that, well, down, especially jobs that don't pay me. I mean, I got tired of working at a place yeah. that didn't pay me. <laughs> we'll get you next week. <laughs> I'm sorry. Checks in the mail, doctor. The checks in gladly, the mail. They kept I would gladly pay, pay you on Tuesday for a hamburger today. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not mad at my bosses. They're they just miss you know, there's Miss America, there's Miss Universe, and there's miscalculation. Yeah, and, and apparently and, they were both having an affair with and her. there's Ben Bush. And Bush just pointed out it doesn't require a rocket scientist to buy a gun. But when one does, uh, this is what happens. <laughs> oh, wait, where did it go? Oh, you've moved us again. <laughs> you moved us back again. God damn it. You know, hey, doctor, just thinking about this gun thing. This is what happens. Because- you get denied. Yeah. Someone crapped on my joke by moving us from one studio to the other. Hey, and by the way, if they're not going to tell me why they're denying me and I have no criminal record whatsoever, and I've had all these security clearances and stuff, then I'm free to draw my own conclusions as to why I was turned down. And it's, I spoke against Botocracy, which has big money behind it. Big money. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but is it because maybe of what you did they might be denying you? I mean, because you have no criminal record. You haven't done really anything, you know, outlandish. <laughs> And a I mean, pretty boring it, life, actually, except for my two marriages. <clears throat> well, no, but I'm saying because you had such a high clearance because of the sensitive nature of your work, do you think that might be a cause of it? No, I've bought guns since I had those clearances. Yeah, in fact, you've, you, you're talking about what weapons you have. Yeah. <clears throat> That's right. You have an AR-15. Um, I just Proud find honor. it so interesting. And I, I do want to lead us back. Uh, to the the religious aspects, uh, which is you know Don started to talk about something which is a whole new can of worms. Let's let's get into that, Don. What you brought up. I'm not in the mood now. Oh no! <laughs> mood is for women and love I'm play. Women. Can of worms, Don. That makes me hungry. <laughs> just the just the image. Not in the I'll, mood. I'll now. give you something religious. <laughs> well, and I have what, this in my novel. You have to what read I was the novel saying, to see where it comes up. AI is in the Bible. What what I I was originally saying Revelation. back in the nineties when we were still uh, publishing UFO magazine, <coughs> we did an issue called Darwin's Black Box. Now there's always been a uh, a divide a a, chis- a chasm between science religion, or as as the skeptical community would say, pseudoscience, if you're talking about something like the UFO phenomenon. But uh, the fact of the matter is, the human race, Homo sapiens sapien, 
was designed by something. All right. And well, de- and well designed, Don. Well designed. Pretty, pretty damn well designed. Now, the question has always been, and of course, if you're coming from the aspect of the UFO side of things, you're talking about, uh, and and actually, God, I, I don't want to get too far into the weeds, but recently, the last several years, I've been seeing more and more research being done and, and basically position papers being written on things like the Anunnaki. Now, Ooh. what is the Anunnaki? Did you say Nookie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This gets back to being well designed there, Don. The Anunnaki. No, no. Anunnaki, I'm sorry. Originally came from the Sumerian culture, which for centuries was considered the first human civilization that yes. began about 6,000 years ago. Well, the yeah. fact of the matter is, humanity is vastly older than that civilization is vastly older than that and if we didn't if we didn't believe that all we've got to do is take a look at gobekli tepe absolutely don from eleven thousand eleven thousand years ago so the bottom line is the anunnaki were according to the sumerians visitors or gods that came from the sky landed on the earth and created humanity and then taught humanity the arts of civilization. And among those arts were agriculture, government, animal husbandry, mathematics, astronomy, etc., etc., etc. Now, that freaks a lot of people out. And religious and I'm talking about fundamental religious people, that really freaks them out because they want their deity to be the Houdini in the sky, okay? The the entity that snaps their fingers and something snaps into existence. Well, I think we all know, we've all been around long enough to know that that's not exactly how it works, (laughs) So, the bottom line was, then you start talking about things like AI, artificial intelligence, which is a, I guess in many ways, a natural progression with our technology, as our technology grows. Hell, when we went to the moon in 1969, my cell phone is vastly more technologically advanced than all the computer technology that was on board that spacecraft or down in Houston at NASA, okay? And it's only geometrically grown since then, the technology. So, yeah, we've got we've to look at something like this. Now, the question is, and this is the big question, are we intelligent enough to keep this technology reined in, so to speak, okay? And I submit that we are not, we are not smart enough to keep that reined in. And Don, you're talking to somebody who's figured out that 
we have to stop this. And I I am smart enough to figure. I I, I respect Don. Normally, we always agree. Well, I'm collect. I'm we, talking collectively. Oh, we oh, collectively. Okay. Not not me myself and I or Gary or you or or John or or Chris. I'm talking about the we collectively. Okay, the human okay. race. Are we smart enough? I don't and think I we are, Don. We're not. What, Chris? I don't think we are, Don. I don't think we're smart enough because there's two things that really pilot uh, Silicon Valley: greed and competition to make things more dangerous or they think better but it's actually dangerous so if somebody comes up with this they'll say oh let's make it and we'll do this with it and then we'll do this with it and we can make more money and so their profiteering goes up higher and higher and higher you know when they create these things where they get to the point where they can't control it it gets out of control It, it, it 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 becomes its own identity which is where we're going with IA. IA is going to be weaponized so bad because the military yes, is being going to weaponized. Take it's yeah. already weaponized. But they're going to do it even more, Don. They're going to they, they say we can we can save money by making robots as opposed to soldiers because soldiers will you know they we have to feed them, we have to make them sleep, we have to pay them, we have to do this. A robotic and AI soldier they don't have to do any of that. And they, they can grow an army out of this. Now, the problem is yes, when this can. army becomes so advanced, what makes you think, and, and, and people have to realize this, that what makes you think they're not going to turn on us and just say, well, you know, what, what did no Skynet combat? do? What did Skynet do? Exactly. But, I mean, we're talking about a movie, but this is coming in real life. Look at what NYPD did. NYPD has robotic dogs. That are going around all over the place. They're telling you, remember when you they were you were outside and they wanted you to wear a mask? They had robotic dogs going around looking for people who didn't have a mask and chasing them down, saying, You're not wearing a mask, put a mask on. I mean, they had news clips of that. That I mean, that's the, the, the I mean, people laugh because they say, Oh, look at this little robot that's telling me to wear a mask. But that's the beginning of it. And if we don't start taking this and realizing that we are uh, humans are so special because we have compassion, we have consciousness, we have the ability to say, I'm not going to go there. I know what right and wrong is. Artificial intelligence won't have that because it'll be programmed by somebody who could be evil and say, screw it, let's just do this. Yeah. I, I have it no will, doubts the, 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 a real, That's my Don Eckerd rant. I had to do my Don Eckerd rant. A real AI will start writing its own programming. It'll have a mind of its own. Pretty and, soon, it'll be going after its own programmers. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what I was saying about Skynet, it was sure, it was out of a movie. But if you remember the Michael Bean character, in Skynet, when he told Sarah Connor that yeah. can't new defense to... computers, new defense computers, okay, that became <coughs> sentient, suddenly, <coughs> in a millisecond, they decided our fate. Yes. And our fate was humans are basically too messy 
let's launch our nuclear payload. And we did at the Russians, and they immediately launched back. And before you know it, what? Three-quarters of the population of the Earth was gone in like 30 minutes. Yeah. What happened then, John? The human what race, happened then? The human race actually learned from this experience and fought back, and they won in the end. Well, maybe they did if you took a look at what was left. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I I'm, don't know. About yeah, it. <laughs> it was a costly victory in my in my novel. What you discover is the human race is a bunch of survivors. That's written more into their genes more deeply than any AI's programming. They are survivors, and if they recognize an existential threat to themselves. Yeah, but today, I don't know, John. Uh, it seems like there are many more snowflakes than there are survivors. Well, that's today. the three quarters of the human race that perishes, Don. The other one quarter is as mean as hell. There was a great line in uh, uh, the movie, uh, they may, uh, cast a giant shadow where this guy asks the Israeli military, what is your disposition of your forces? And he says, the Israeli says, the disposition of our forces is very mean, he says. <laughs> well, don't forget the science fiction uh, novel by, uh, what's his name, Hopf? Michael Hopf, I think is his name. Anyway, it says, you know, uh, and I love Joe Rogan just recently mentioned it. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men, and weak men create hard times, which is what we're seeing That's right, right now. I have and that was every in confidence. A sci-fi novel, and I, you know, look, I'm religious. I have every confidence in the human race and in God Himself that we will get through this. I would hate to be Beavis and Butthead. In Silicon Valley, cost, if yeah. anyone if anyone gets starts getting killed over this, they're going to be held accountable because they programmed the computers responsible. But, but doctor, it's going to be at a cost. It's going to be at a tremendous cost. We oh, might get through it. But look at World also, War Two. Look at I mean, World War II. That's my get, idea of cost. We can't get this yeah. next generation out of the basement of their parents' homes. How are they going to survive? You know, using basic. Well, they're not going to contribute to the gene pool then. Uh, I'm sorry. I got a feeling that is really with some of the identity politics and what they're pushing for is really in their by their own actions is uh, a great way for population control. It is because they're not going to make babies the way they're doing it. The people who are going to make babies who are people who believe in God, family, and country, they make babies. These other characters, I'm sorry, they don't. And, you know, that's their choice. Fine. They, they drank the Kool-Aid that um, the, you know, what I call the communist, world communist conspiracy, which is still alive, even though the Cold War was supposedly won by the West. It, it made a great uh, inroads into our... Uh, um, our education system. And, um, and so 
they've been basically trying to destroy this country one way or another. And by some measures, they're succeeding, but no, no, no. I have great confidence. Like when I was writing my novel, I found the word AI, A-I, in the Bible. It's a doomed city. It's mentioned like 48 times. Yes, it is. Yep. Look it up. Just look it up on Google. AI. Well, don't, don't, don't look up AI because I think it gets confused with okay. the, the letters. Okay, yeah, yeah, oh, but yeah, look up artificial a, intelligence mentioned in the Bible. And I think yeah, it no, says it won't, like 40 it, Yeah, you look, look it up in the book of Joshua. Revelations, doom, uh, Joshua, city. Genesis. Because in Genesis, uh, in, in when it says, we shall make man in our image, and then it says something else about false birds and animals. And uh, it's like, it's a really weird reference, but it is listed as one of the references to artificial intelligence. There's in also Genesis. the, there's also the uh, uh, verse in Revelation that talks about the beast breathing life into the image of the beast and the image exactly. of the beast. Exactly, exactly. Which we've always said, you know, because even though I'm not, a, it's obviously you know, a robot. <clears throat> I believe something's up there, but I, I'm not re uh, religious. Um, well, I'm I am religious. I'm just an Episcopalian, by the way. That's Christianity <laughs> in its mildest form. Oh, you snobby bastards! <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> that's what the Catholics in our town used to joke about the Episcopalians. Say, oh, uh, where, where's a. I'm not going to say his name. He's a buddy of mine. Where's I'll say his, his name is Don too. He was a major in the U.S. Army, and uh, it's like where where does he go to church? He goes. He's one of those Episcopalian snobby bastards. <laughs> I, in the movie Fury, one of my favorite movies, the the, the oh, new yeah. kid, the the typist who ends up as the in the uh, as the machine gunner in the in the tank and can't handle it. You know, the first day he goes into combat. He's an Episcopalian. <laughs> He's an Episcopalian. Yes, yeah, the, he, my he only is. beef with that movie is two two things. One, uh, that scene in, in the bombed-out house with the two women, and uh, the one character is basically telling his commander that he's going to assault these women. And uh, I'm like, a tank commander would have shot him. He would have just <laughs> yeah. shot him where he stood. Well, two, I tracers aren't multicolored. <laughs> During World War II, tracers were one color. What <laughs> color know, were they? <laughs> it was kind of a goldish yellow white. But did the, the, did the Germans use the same color tracers as the Americans? I don't even know. I've, no, I, they I used think, a different color. So they I don't know. Color. No, they're showing in the movie it has different tracers coming from American. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They had purple in there, and I'm like, no, that didn't happen. Uh, that was it. My two what complaints. Do, what about do you, Don? What, you you've actually seen real tracers flying, not only. Well, he's seen them at it. From your position, but flying right at you. What ours? Ours were red. Ours were red. The danks were green. There you go. Christmas in the and actually, actually, those green ones were kind of pretty if they weren't real close to you. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. Um, the only time I ever had tracers come at me other than in training was uh, that friendly fire incident. And um, that 
That was interesting, the color. Oh, uh, and you cannot tell different. Especially That's the because only, problem. only one in five rounds is actually a tracer. The other ones is... You yeah, you're not see. seeing the other ones. <laughs> uh, I, t- I posted that video yesterday, Don. Did you see that video? Uh, it was, Which I think one? it was from Israel, and it had a fighter coming in, and the guy oh, just yeah. calmly yeah. records it with the camera, never yeah. moves, doesn't budge. And I think those are 20 millimeters coming in at him. Oh, yeah. Those aren't even 50s. I think those were 20s coming in at them. And he just stood there and just videotaped this or video recorded it. And these rounds hitting close to him and doesn't even jerk. And I'm like, Ah. I I, I said, I absolutely would have shit myself. I got caught in a friendly fire incident. What did I do? I pissed myself. I did. I freely admit it. Well, Well, having an empty bladder is better. Nothing that'll wake you up quicker than being that close to being smoked. Ultimate okay. alarm clock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah. hell of a wake-up call. Yeah. I had a bullet bounce off my windshield once. I made a wrong turn trying to get to Oakland, the city airport. And uh, suddenly we found ourselves in a rather... The wrong uh, neighborhood. Rich, the wrong neighborhood. And I had this bad feeling and suddenly, whang! Something... Uh, bounced off our windshield. Almost could have uh, six inches or would have hit my wife in the head. But, Good uh, God. We decided to get back on the freeway and <laughs> find the right exit to Oakland Airport. I didn't use Oakland Airport after that. I got to tell you, man, I've been caught, you know, under fire as a paramedic twice. Ah. Uh, first time was in the middle of a hospital up in Seattle. And uh, two rival gangs, there was a shooting. Police were in the ER, and we had <clears> members <throat> of one gang in there, and then the other gang came in, and it started a shootout. And I grabbed my partner, and we duck walked out. <laughs> I said, we need to go. <laughs> we need to go, right. <laughs> and then again, as a paramedic up there, uh, we were staging a call. And uh, I had a female partner that night, an older woman. My normal partner was like on break and I got this one. I never partnered with her before. And I, I asked never to be partnered with her again because we went to a, a staging for a, um, on a weapon assault situation, a domestic assault where uh, apparently the man had murdered his uh, father-in-law and had shot his wife, was holding a child hostage in their apartment. And then he came walking out with the gun without the child and they weren't sure what was going on the cops and anything with lights rotating on it a block down we're a full block away he walked down that block just shooting anything with lights and i heard the rounds hitting the van because that's all an ambulance is a van and i i immediately knew what was going on and i grabbed my partner and i threw her to the floorboard and she's what what i said we're getting shot at yeah we're getting shot at girl next thing you know i'm covered in warm because she peed herself. <laughs> well, and she peed all over me. <laughs> well, and it's the second that's time. What people do. Yeah, because I peed myself the first time, but I didn't that time. But somebody else peed on me for, for you know. So, and I, I, yeah. I, I had to clean that mess up. But uh, I got to tell you, man, tracers are are um, important in the military, and it's to know it's how you move your to your target. Sometimes when you're f- firing a full automatic weapon. Yeah, uh, Don knows what I'm talking about. And you can see it in that video. 
because they fire back at that thing. They're firing at one of the Gatling guns at it. And you just see a stream of rounds and they're trying to keep it ahead of the, the, the fighter trying to dra- you know, have it fly right. into the rounds. And uh, that is something else. But uh, uh, let's get back to AI because well, I, I AI controls make- some of these things. You know that in the Iraq war, we began experimenting with a system called the FB2, uh, FBCB2 system uh, in vehicles. And uh, we also were using a version of robotic uh, weapons on a lot of the strikers. We yeah. had a robotic 50 caliber, even though still there was a guy managing it. But that was one of the first steps towards AI being used in combat was in the the, the Iraq war in between 2004 and 2006. And oh, yeah. uh, it's, it's very concerning that uh, the more you utilize this stuff, and we just heard this shit. Where is it coming from, Chris? I know you know about this. With uh, the Chinese has been spying on us through our cranes on shipping at shipping ports, knowing oh, what we bring in and put out from our country. Oh yeah, aren't they something though? They they put all kinds of cameras into everything. I mean, they they've made cameras so small they can fly. You you they could launch a whole bunch of them. You wouldn't even know it. They sit in trees. They they've actually made. A camera that looks like a dragonfly can actually fly and they can use artificial intelligence to pick up voice, sound, picture, everything. I mean, intelligence technology has gotten, you know, crazy and it's going to get even worse. I mean, well, think about what AI AI does with the NSA. If if you and I are having a conversation like right and, now. and you say a certain word. Artificial intelligence picks that up and logs it in and flags your conversation. And there's no search warrant or there's no eavesdropping warrant. No. I mean, it's to be being done. So they can flag that conversation, read it, and perhaps maybe that's what happened to Dr. Brandenburg. It's it's very possible that because somebody mentioned it might have been I'm not sure somebody mentioned it might have been Bush uh said that uh you know, you could have it's it's sort of like we talked about earlier with um, people making mistakes with credit reports is that you could have ended up because of somebody doing that on the well, wrong list. It's, it's really hard to sort that out if they won't tell me what derogatory information is. Well, in again, my that's anti constitution It's against our Constitution to have that happen. Yeah, well, so I'm free to make because of that, I'm free to come to my own conclusions. And I say it's because I spoke against plutocracy, a heavily moneyed interest in this country, and a danger, acute danger to our democracy and our way of life. I'm sorry, friends. I know it makes, you con- it makes things convenient, but you're going to have to give it up and have people running things. Yeah. You've got no choice. You know, I would much rather have an idiot than AI. <laughs> you know. Well, here's here's the problem. And the problem began in 2020 with this imposed pandemic quarantine. Okay. Oh yeah. People got by necessity, they got lazy. 
Mm-hmm. They okay? did. They didn't have to go out. They didn't have to go to work. They didn't have to do it. And it lasted over two freaking years. I know. Now, the quarantine was lifted. Okay. People are raising hell because they can't work at home anymore. My no, God, they've they got to go out. They've got to get in the car. They've got to drive to their place of business. And that's an imposition. Oh, my God. That's what happened. It was conditioning. And I am convinced it was conditioning by intentional design. And well, they, here's they, the, they, they put a lot of people out of the workforce permanently that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They don't want to go back to work. And you know what, guys? Here's the other thing that I'm afraid with AI. And I, I, I truly believe we're heading this way. I think all monetary stuff in the United States is going to go digital. Oh, you know, oh it's not exactly. going to be any paper money, anything. It's all going to be digital. You're going to get and whatever you get. Shut, it's they, gonna... they can not only deny you, uh, you know, put you on a no-fly list or, in my case, on a no-buy list for guns. They can take away all your money with one exactly. well, click. What, what they can do is using artificial intelligence, if they make digital money, and everything's in a bank account, and they are now wanting to control the banks. The federal government wants to control all banking, and they want to narrow it down to like four or five major banks that you got you got to put your money into yep. or have your credit. You might as well call it not call it money. It's credit. So now, if I say I want to take a trip and I want to use gas, and I use so much gas that they say you can't buy gas anymore. We will we will deny your card at any of the pumps using artificial right. intelligence. If you do something against the morality laws uh, that we don't like, we will suspend your account. If you commit a crime that we catch on a camera, like speeding or jaywalking or whatever, they automatically take your money out without a trial. Yep. Here is something right here. Okay. What's that? That's my Alexa. Alexa, now, soon I to have be it, renamed Informa. Yeah, I have it muted currently, and I'm trusting that you know the mute is actually working. Take a but hammer that, to it. Take that a thing hammer is to on it. all the time, and if somebody wanted to see what the hell was going on with you, that and this. Yeah, absolutely, Don. The great terror weapon in my novel. They got you right there. Yep. Yeah, I mean, because Alexa will pick up what your conversations are without you even knowing it. I know. (coughs) Things are always on. You know, either slumber nor sleep. uh, We're having a uh, Fat Steven Seagal raid. Uh, Arwen Avalon is here joining us in the chat. Uh, Tripping Orc. Hi, guys. Welcome, all of our good friends, uh, Fat Steven Seagal's uh, uh, viewers. Wol- uh, Wolverine Snicket, <laughs> Snick, which is the sound that when he pulls out his blades in the comments. Now, obviously, I know who Steven Seagal is, but you, my friend, are going to have to inform me what 
Fat Steven Seagal is. Fat Steven Seagal is our co-host on Fridays for TGIF. He's a friend of mine. We used to do a show together on uh, Wednesdays, oddly, called uh, Shit Talk with Stephen Gary. <laughs> where we, just, <laughs> we would just shit on things. Just We would just start shitting on Talking uh, directors, shit, actors. Huh? Uh, we would just mock, mercilessly mock, but... Uh, our work <coughs> schedules, it made it more and more difficult. But uh, and Fat's here. Fat's in the in the chat. There he is. That's Fat Steven Seagal. That's my good friend. Uh, Fat is the guy. Oh, he, is, he is our co-host uh, uh, on TGIF. And you've met him, Don. You've met him. You've met uh, Fat Steven. Lovable guy. He's, you know. You know, the real Don. Steven Seagal has become a chunk, too, if you notice. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen him later. <laughs> Exactly Are you saying that, that Fat Steve Seagal, my get, friend, is a real We all get woman? older. We all get older. Uh, John, I want you to know that that was what a lot of name tag says. Your name tag says Don Ecker, co-host, Dangerous Militia. Oh, oh, yes. Look it at was it. Dangerous Military Nerd. I know, We're but they cut off the uh, military, so it says militia. Oh, that's okay. weird. Where are you seeing that? Watch out, Don. You could end up on the list. Oh, um, buddy, I'm on. He, so you were already on. So, know, yeah. Hate, the minute I, I started know. having Don on this show, I knew that I I was probably having people spy on me. But uh, Fat Stevens reminded me that the reason we stopped doing the show or had trouble was because we got a guideline warning. Because we were in, we were trying to be. To, you know, toxic. We're toxic males. <laughs> Don't mind being toxic. Um, but yeah, we got a warning because he and I are just a little too free with the language and oh dear, talking about oh stuff. Dear. And people get offended by, and uh, it's okay. I, you know, look, I've been offending people since I was smart enough to understand that I could do it. I've <laughs> I've fucking attended offended some people by my language. I think the first time I offended Don Ecker, somebody, co-host Dangerous Militia, third grade people by still breathing. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, here you go, here you go, John Brandenburg. I will tell you the first time I remember offending <clears throat> other people was in the third grade. I'm in class, and somebody said, "Well, the planet—I uh, mean, Earth—is just a bunch of floating land. Uh, the planet's more water." I said, "No." there's more land than there is water. The water is separated by plates and each continent is with, I said, do you not understand that, that we're like an Island actually is connected to ground under the water. <laughs> and I'm in the third grade and people are like, like, no, it's, they float. And I'm like, <laughs> you're an idiot. I was, oh, had, I got into a fight in the third grade over that. <clears throat> Uh, I was raised by a guy who is, uh, well, he was a history prof and uh, taught me a lot of science. He was a jerk, as Don knows. He was a big jerk. Hey. <laughs> but that's where I get a lot get of a my dickishness. Sometimes. But uh, uh, I want to I point out that uh, there was something that just somebody said um, in the chat. Well, I just want to point out Davina Bush and uh, Monkey Jeebus have been carrying and John Osteen has been carrying the chat, guys. Come on. Everybody else, pick up the ball. Run with it a little. 
don't just let them have the ball all the time. They're they're like Michael Jordan. Oh. <laughs> There's 78 points out of 80. <laughs> well, my my goal, by the way, is to create a big fuss over this. No, I think you should. And and uh, we need to get with you on my, the other uh, KGRI with, you know, with, uh, with my congressmen and senators. Just I'm, I'm protesting to them. I already talked to the local congressman's office. They're very concerned at this report. And, um, you know, the fires of Gondor. Remember that scene in the return of the, you know, last of the ring, Lord of the Rings, where the fires of Gondor are lit. You know, Minas Tirith requests aid. Will Rohan answer? Yes, Rohan will answer. And... Um, so, look, Don, you've served this country valorously in combat. You know what color tracers are fired by the other side. I come from a family where my father knew World War II was coming. The morning of Pearl Harbor, the, the day Pearl Harbor was announced, he dropped everything, went down and got in line to enlist. He wanted to be a Navy fighter pilot. His heart was beating too fast. So they rejected him. He went out and got in the line for the Army. Finally, he got up to the, this old Army doc who'd been in the trenches in World War I, listens to his heart. He says, you're, you're kind of excited. Why don't you go lay down over there, and I'll check your heart again, you know, half hour. So my dad lay down, got calm. And this is the day of Pearl Harbor. And then the guy comes and checks his heart again and says, oh, he, he says, your heart's fine. He says, are you sure you want to go out and get killed in this war? And my fop said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the family I come from. And my Uncle Barney served in Patton's Army. And he would never talk about the war. He would never talk about it. In fact, I think he helped liberate death camps. The only time he was happy about talking about World War II, and he taught me electricity and magnetism, um, was when they met the Russian army at the River Elbe. He said the Russian army passed out vodka bottles to all the American troops. And he says that was a happy memory. Where's my bourbon? Um. I'll tell you one little story about my grandfather with, with war, uh, yep. World War One. He was there from day one to, to the last day armistice. And the sergeant, who was a piece of shit, they actually drew straws as to who was going to frag him. Because <laughs> uh, they wanted to kill I didn't him. think things like that happened in those oh, days. Oh, World War One, oh, it did. yeah. And uh, they were going to, because he never came out of the um, bunker in, in, no. in their trenches. He would always hide in there. He would only come out when there wasn't gunfire. And um, they decided they wanted a better sergeant, and they actually drew straws, but it ended up not happening. But anyway, on the last day, the sergeant came out and told them uh, that on the 11th hour, the 11th day, the, you know, the war is yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. So basically he said, smoke them while you got them, you know, and, uh, or the, the World War I version of saying that. And so my grandfather, who was basically the – the platoon leader got up and walked out and everybody just followed him all the way to the rear. And he went back there because even though he was on a machine gun, 
in a bastard brigade brigade he was trained on artillery and oh. he went to the rear and got a howitzer 155 and began just loading and firing everything until armistice <laughs> the 11th hour and he just right. kept firing at them and he <laughs> he didn't call them germans he called them huns the huns he called them huns and he talked about it till the day he died i remember you know his hatred towards them oh the hun bastards yeah and hey, hey my name's would, german so so's uh, mine i got well you well, know my, when, my family got kicked out of germany in seven 1754. How come not I'm not surprised? Our hats for somebody. <laughs> to, to make matters worse, we then shot our mouths off about it. Um, typical, but but my uncle Dewey, my uncle, my great uncle Dewey, uh, my grandfather's brother, he was in the trenches in World War One, and he was a mechanic. He never settled down. Uh, he did ride a Harley, though. He rode a Harley. And people said he came back from the war like that. And other people said, oh, no, he was like that before the war. <laughs> uh, he was, said his so father... My family has a both sides of my family, <coughs> a big military tradition of laying it on the line, just like you did, Don. It's a family thing with ours, too. I All say the men but one that served in the military. The war of the singularity is coming. I say, bring it. Bring it. <clears throat> Um, shut up, Jay. I'm sorry, Jay's shitting on my grandfather. <laughs> uh, Wajid said his grandfather fought the Japs in World War II. Um, and uh, let's see, I do want to point this one out. Uh, Cavatino che, uh, Cavalryman Chase says, Gary asking us to pick up balls why to reach the back door. He's wanting that back door video, Martin. Give it to him, he's earned it. I will. I mean, twice now he's bre breached the back door. Jim Morrison was a back door man. Yes, so. he was. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <clears throat> Everlight, protect Grog and the rest of our friends, wherever they are. <laughs> God. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. Nope, neither did Grog. <laughs> <laughs> he surely felt it. He, he felt it. it. That was a hell of a suppository. It reminds me of that Buddy Hackett jo joke from years ago. It ended up getting him uh, 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 kicked off of Carson because he would do blue jokes on, on Carson's show. And he did that one oh. where uh, talking about it, the one that got him in trouble is one I still tell that joke to this day about the guy that goes to the bathroom and he's like, every time I go to the bathroom, it hurts so bad. He goes, well, what's going on? And he, he shows him his, his, his uh, wiener and it's all gnarled up and, and twisty. He's Oh my God. You know, the doctor's like, Oh my God. Well, uh, look, I'll give you a salve or something. See if that helps, you know? And a week later he comes back and he goes, it's ba all better now. Doc he goes, was it the salve? And he goes, no, I was in the bathroom and I noticed the guy next to me, you know, he peed and then he just shook his penis off when he was done. He said, well, what have you been doing? He said, oh, I've been ringing it out. <laughs> God. He told that on Carson got in trouble. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, he told the one about the suppositories. He says, um, I've been taking these suppositories for a week, Doc. He says, and they're not helping a bit, and it tastes like shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, he, I remember Buddy uh, Hackett uh, explaining all of the Yiddish terms, you know, for uh, the male member. And, you know, there's, it began with schmuck <laughs> and ended with putz. <laughs> Don't be a putz. I think the, the Yiddish, in Yiddish, the Jewish uh, community have brought the two greatest terms for talking about it is is schmuck and and, and uh, putz. Putz, right. You know what they're saying. Better to be a schmuck than a putz. Yep. Uh, Meshuggahness. <laughs> Meshuggahness, right. Right. Um, but anyway, now is the time to start alerting your Congress people and your senators about the dangers of AI to this democracy. And don't think, think that Republicans are going to protect you. Else, if you listeners don't take anything else out Look, of this. There's I'm, been a concerted push, push, I tell push. you, a push to disarm the American people. Oh, I you, know. You see it every day, damn near, on the news. I the know. idea that private citizens own firearms scares the hell out of a uh, certain segment of this population. And, and the thing that pisses me off, Don, is some of them are Republicans. They call themselves Republicans. Oh, yeah, rhinos. Uh, well, here's, here's by the way, I say, people say, oh, we got to have an assault weapons ban. And I say, well, I think we should equip our military with only single-shot rifles then. You know? Uh, and this is exactly Because when I the American Revolution happened, the people were armed with muskets. Look, just why, like why did America begin? I'll tell you why. It began on April the 19th, 1775, by a government gun grab. That's right. That's exactly what it was, a gun grab. The government decided they were going to disarm the populace. Yep, that's what initiated it. That's and what that's led something to that is uh, not Lexington and Concord. So, they, um, you know, the the ultimate question in this whole AI thing is who's going to run things in this country? The people or a bunch of AI bots programmed out of Silicon Valley? by Beavis and Butthead. That is the big question. Who is going to run this place? And I normally despise Chairman Mao, but he did say one smart thing. He said, all political power comes from the barrel of a gun. The people don't have guns, as is guaranteed by the Constitution. Then they don't have political power, ultimately. Prime example, doctor, is Venezuela. Absolutely. Venezuela is a prime example of what you said. They oh, took away... And, go ahead. Chris, took away just, what you know, Martins fled Venezuela. Martins yeah. 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 I'll, I'll tell you a story from Africa. I was riding one of these conversations where I'm riding next to somebody on an airliner. Great guy. He was Nigerian. Well, actually, he's American. U.S. citizen, but he went back to Nigeria to help with, it was his country he grew up in, to help in the election. They're having the first free election they've had in 20 years in Nigeria. 
So he's helping to watch a polling station. They're collecting all the ballots. Everybody's lined up all day to vote. They have a big full ballot box at the end of the day when they shut down. They shut down the polling station. Suddenly, somebody is pounding on the door. They open the door. It's a bunch of guys with guns. They're just armed thugs sent by the government. They said, give us the give us the ballot box. Mm. And they slammed the door and the guys outside immediately began shooting. And he realized none of us have guns. The only people in this country who have guns is the army and the thugs of the U.S. of the government. Yep. So when the shooting started, him and his buddies, they all hightailed it out of the back door of the ballot of the polling station and they left the ballot box. They had no choice. Now, remember, by the way, they were trying to do the smart vote a couple of years ago. Beavis and Butthead proposed that they were going to do the smart vote. None of this paper stuff. Oh, that's that's so 20th century. We're going to have a smart vote. And they forgot, but other people remembered. Joe Stalin said, he says, it doesn't matter who votes. It's who counts the counts votes. votes. So yeah. I call yeah. upon you to become <clears throat> slightly paranoid. Watch what they're doing. Move against it. Move against it now. Call Do your now. call your senators. Tell them you want the AI creeping AI subversion of this government and this society stopped. Tell them that you want Amen. it stopped. And I want to thank Davina Duckworth for really posting some great comments today. Um, you know, and she said something that I was trying to get to a minute ago that. Uh, uh, don't trust Republicans on some of these things, especially when it comes with AI. Um, there's a lot of these politicians. It doesn't matter what there's side of the aisle they're on. Behind AI. There's big money behind it. Money. They will support it. Well, and, we're uh, one minute to close. <clears throat> okay, so, I don't um, want what happened to me happening to every other American in this country who starts speaking against botocracy. Exactly. And I do want to play this real quick because this is what will happen. If you're not careful, this will happen to you. We won't get Dawn anymore. You'll have this. Those sons of bitches. There you go. <laughs> do you want that? Do you want that? I want the real thing. I want Don. We all want the real thing. Sons of I want Don too. Well, we, we got to go. Give us more, uh, we'll, Don. We will have an after show uh, this afternoon, Monkey. There's no time. Uh, well, wait. No, we can do it. Yeah, we'll do a 15-minute after show if you can stick around, John, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. I know you've been to. sick, Chris. Can you stick around for a few minutes? A couple minutes. Oh, absolutely. Okay. All right, sweet. So, Martin, go ahead and send it out to um, uh, the um, group. Members group? Yeah. Yep, the members group. And... Um, We'll go ahead and wrap this stuff up because I don't know I what like it is with Chanel. Kilroy. Chanel just she's really pushy. <laughs> Chanel is I a like pushy. That Kilroy. Oh, Kilroy? Yeah, yeah. that is pretty Jerry, awesome. Jerry, yeah. you gotta get that clip from A Lord of the Rings, the return of the king of the signal fires of Gondor being lit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I want to show the book cover. Now the book's not available right now. I can't find it. 
anywhere. So it should the be on war- Amazon.com. I could not find it. I can't find it on there. Um, oh, now that's even more interesting. Dude, yeah, we have we to go. go. And ah, this is my new artwork. Check it out. They can sell Chanel, please. And Don Ecker was here. Right? Ah. Yeah, Don was here. <laughs>